The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report, the first uh, uh, October edition of the Federal Football Report. And because it's October, and the reason I'm pointing this out is because things are going to get a little spooky around here, or maybe at least just kind of strange, because it is October. Halloween's the last day of the month on the 31st. I am currently drinking some um, uh, hot cider out of my Halloween Michael Myers uh, uh, <laughs> Yeti cup. And so, tis the season, as, <laughs> as it were. Kevin Stanfield is here. I won't say that this game was scary. I'll just say that it was it was odd um, in the way that the Washington football team won. But they won. Uh, he had to improve the two and two on the season over the That's Atlanta right. Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, Kevin, you know, before we get to anything regarding the game, um, you know, uh, in the game, let's talk about the first uh, thing that happened outside the game when it comes to winning the, the coin toss and then electing whether to kick or defer. Um, or I, and, and this has been a thing with you, and it's funny because someone said something on Twitter, and instantly you commented <laughs> on it, and I had to do it as well. Explain what happened with the coin toss and the Twitter situation and all this other kind of stuff. Well, I have been a proponent of, of all my football playing, watching career, <laughs> that whenever you have an opportunity, you take the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's why, mm-hmm. that's why you – call what you want to on the coin toss, because Mm -hmm. if you win, you could get the ball. And for some reason, (laughs) and I I attributed, I used to play a lot of Madden football. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the games in Madden are are of a limited time frame, right? Because everybody can't just sit there for two hours, three hours playing a Madden football. (laughs) I know I can't. And, you know, people, you know, the moms might want them to take out the garbage or something, right? Mm -hmm. Or or do their homework, you know what I mean? Some guys got to get up the next morning for work. Right, but in Madden, it's been a thing where you always give the team the ball first because you want the ball at the end of the second half because you can eat up clock, and then you get the ball back at the beginning of the third. It doesn't work that way in real football. And (laughs) I'm hoping, because I I was away from the screen for the first – uh, two minutes, and I looked up and saw the burgundy and gold ready to kick off, and I said, I pray they didn't defer. I pray they didn't defer. And then somebody <laughs> hit me up on Twitter and said, they didn't even hit me up. This is a general tweet. They said, I hope they take the ball because they've been getting, like, sliced <laughs> with the other team. And I said, excellent point. I brought Claude into the conversation. Excellent mm-hmm. point. Because if you think about it, you warm up before the game. The other team gets the ball. Your offense is just standing on the sideline, cold, just right. You know, just standing there, right? Mm-hmm. And and the Atlanta Falcons got the ball, and they proceeded to just eat up clock, man. They kept the ball the first drive for eight minutes, <laughs> eight over <laughs> half of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And, and and thank God they didn't stick with that philosophy of running the ball, short passes. Just you know, they 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 got a little. It was strange because they they weren't being stopped. They got stopped at the goal line, but they were kicking field goals, scoring touchdowns. But the, back to the original point, you always want the ball. I don't know what mm-hmm. this trend is in the NFL about giving the, the ball away first, but but you, you're not doing your offense any 
any favors by letting them just stand there. So, right. so get Kevin, the ball, and I take have, the you, ball, keep the yeah. ball. <laughs> you and I have always been on opposite sides of this, right? And, and, and so my only question to you is, have you ever felt like, ah, I wish we were getting the ball back first in the second half? Like, have you ever felt that way? Because that's my, my thing is I would rather have it in the second half because the game's developing. We can make some adjustments. We can come out to the tempo. Have you ever, like, thought to yourself, man, I wish we were getting this ball back in the second half? No, I have not thought about that. <laughs> okay, well, I just haven't thought about it because I feel like if you <laughs> if you got that much game, take the ball in the beginning and just <laughs> do right, yeah, and just whatever it is you're planning on doing in the second half, do it in the first half, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> score, do it then, then stop them. If you can stop them when you first mm-hmm. kick off in the beginning of the game, if you got that much confidence in your defense that you can stop them at the beginning of the second half, mm-hmm. guess what? You could do that same thing. <laughs> in the beginning of, <laughs> in the, of the, the game. In the beginning of the game. That, but that, and this, look, Matt Ryan took the ball. They kept the ball for eight minutes. Eight minutes. <laughs> you know, eight minutes. But that's just that was just one portion of the game. If the Falcons had kept with that philosophy, short runs, what what people like to refer to as three yards in a cloud of dust. But mm-hmm. you know, I I took math in, in high school and I know that if you only have to get ten yards and you get three yards every play, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. 12 yards. So you're good. So it works. It works. Mm-hmm. It works. Okay. But this is a very passionate subject w- with me. Obviously. And, I'm, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm bringing people over to my side because they're hitting people up on Twitter saying, hey, didn't somebody say that we should take the ball if we win? You know, but mm-hmm. it's, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, sooner or later, when they cross that bridge, when they reach that plateau, is, is it. We're here. We have arrived. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. So anyway, the Washington football team, they do win uh, uh, and beat the Atlanta Falcons. You know, Kevin, uh, the first quarter, as I like to put it, of the season is over. The team, two, two and two, as, as, as last week, as I said to the, to, to the fans on the show, because we have other people show, no need to panic. If, if they beat the Falcons next week, doesn't matter how they do it because let's be honest. Even the win against the Giants wasn't pretty. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a you know offsides called on on the defense. You know, on, on a kick that the kicker missed. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that's how that happened. And, but but at the same time, it's still a win. And then you've got this other uh, uh, this win here against the Falcons. Doesn't matter how it happens as long as it happens next week. They'll be two and two after the first half. And when you look at the first uh, opponents as far as the Chargers, the Bills, the Giants. Giants and the Falcons, a reasonable fan or anyone who would just assess the schedule would see them at two and two, and they'll be there. They're on track. I said there's no need to panic. You said there's reason to panic. After week four, do you believe me in the fact that there's no reason to panic right now? I, I think that maybe my panic was was premature in terms of pure panic, but it's got to be a, a point of, of, of deep concern. Let me look at it this way. Um, you're driving along, you know, whatever interstate you frequent, and you look at your gas gauge and you see it points towards E. And you say, well, I'm good. I've driven this way before, you know, with it at this point before, and I'm good for another 30 miles. Then you look down and it's past E and the little indicators on saying low fuel. Right. You say, <laughs> hmm, hmm. I better start looking for a gas station. Okay. But then you see the sign. You remember you just passed the sign of the interstate saying next exit 20 miles away. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then, then you, I don't know if you panic at that point, but it's caused some serious concern. And okay. from what we saw from 
uh, the reason for, for, for my concern was the unit that was supposed to be the cornerstone of this team, the foundation, the defense, the four number one picks up front, the, the deals that were made in the, uh, in the offseason to sign uh, new guys for the secondary, the high draft picks that were spent on secondary people, the number one draft pick uh, was a linebacker. These people have done nothing but draft defense for the past three years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where we are. <laughs> this is where we are. Right. So no need for panic in terms of the long-term operation because who knows, everybody in the NFC might um, pull a hamstring on the same day and then we're left at, <laughs> <laughs> we're left at, at 6 and 11 going to the playoffs. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to panic. I, I take back my panic, but I am okay. still okay. deeply concerned. Well, and so here's the thing. I'm glad that you moved from panic and yeah. you are okay. 100% correct on the need for concern. I mean, don't need to panic, but 100% need for concern. And it's because of what you just said. Number one, uh, the it, it, to me, the defense, again, which is and not just the defense. The defensive line is supposed to be the bread and butter of this team. The defensive line is supposed to make everything okay. And they're not, man. They're not. And, and, here's, what's, and here's what's weird about it. It's not like they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback. They are getting pressure, but it's like it doesn't factor into the outcome of the play, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like, it's, it's not as if it's not as if quarterbacks have all day to throw. It's not as if, you know, they, they, they aren't getting sacks or they're not knocking the quarterback down. It's just that it's not mattering. It doesn't matter <laughs> when they do that because <laughs> the other team seems to be able to move the ball down the field without any issues. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. There were some improvements today. There, there, I, I noticed that Chase Young's footwork has changed a little bit because he was mm-hmm. stuck on that tap dance move before he made contact. <laughs> and it was like, you know, I tweeted some pictures of Fred Astaire. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, and, and I heard uh, your, your good friend Brian Mitchell, who we have to talk about in a minute, but right. I heard him say, uh, <laughs> I heard him say, because someone called his show and said something about it's Chase Young not doing the right things. It's not, it's him uh, uh, going off, off book. It's him doing this. And Brian Mitchell said, let me ask you something. You <laughs> saw Chase Young with the, with the tap dance, mm-hmm. and I saw it. Don't you think the coaches see it? Mm-hmm. And the guy said, yeah. He said, well, don't you think the coaches are telling him something about it? <laughs> and the guy said, I would hope so. And he mm-hmm. said, well, the thing is, if, he, if the coaches are telling him about it and he's still doing it, it's time to sit him down and let somebody else play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. simple as yeah. that. Simple mm-hmm. as that. So, you know, that's, that's what maybe, maybe I shouldn't panic, but maybe they, those guys should, should panic. But uh, there, was, there was some improvement, but they still gave up 30 points. <laughs> you know, yeah, they've they given did. up. They've given up a, 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 a you know, what, uh, 1,200 yards and, mm-hmm. you know, in the first quarter of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, a bunch of know, points, yeah. No, a bunch you're right. of points. And, so, and, yeah. they don't, and they don't look like the strength of the team, um, uh, you know, right now. And, you know, if I had to point out the, the strength of the team, and I don't know, I mean, it, it's interesting because I went into the, I went into the situation uh, the, the season maybe the only person who was unsettled about the quarterback situation like I just felt was confused about the whole thing yeah um but it's obvious it's, to me to me he, so here's the catch twenty two or the scary situation about about Heineke and I know it's, it, we're, we're jumping around but 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 let's do it it is is I like what I see from Heineke and I and I was like this last year anyone can go back and listen to, listen to the tape. 
and maybe people don't want to hear me make this comparison. I've compared him to a, a Tony Romo. Out of mm-hmm. nowhere, he gets his chance, and you see this, and you're wondering, could this be something, or is it not? Let's take a gamble and let's see. And people are split on Romo, you know, even Cowboy fans on whether he, I thought he was, I thought he was good for the team. I thought, I mean, he was probably the most stable that we, not what, maybe he was the most stable thing at quarterback since Troy Aikman. Let's not forget right. the Cowboys trotted out Quincy Carter as a starting quarterback. Okay? <laughs> so there were things that they tried that didn't work. And, and so you get Romo. And so, and, and Romo, Romo so, but, but the, the thing about Heineke is that he has this Romo factor, but I don't know if he's as good of a passer as Romo. And, 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 and Romo, by the way, has never won a title, never been to an NFC championship game. I think maybe won one game in a playoff. And so it's not as if, if it's one thing to be a poor man's Elway. It's another thing to be a poor man's Romo. So I, I don't know if he's a guy that can, that, that's any, any better than like a level down Romo, but mm. he seems to be better than anything on the team right now. You know, that's true. And, and one thing I would say about Romo, the biggest thing that Romo had going for him was he didn't care. <laughs> you know, right, right, he, right, he right, didn't right. care. The, he didn't care that he wasn't drafted. He didn't care that he didn't have all the accolades of of a, of a, a first round draft pick. He didn't care that he was piloting America's team. He didn't care. You know, he was just going to play football. And and that's mm-hmm. what I see in Heineke. I I don't compare him to Romo. Uh, except for the free agent aspect, as much as I do Joe Theismann. and okay. and, I, okay. and I do that I mean, because I mean, I mean the, the the way the way he's better, you know, when a play breaks down and he's running around yes. and he's kind of throws yes. it here and then because now then this is good and this is not it's not even a joke because I never saw Theismann play live and so this is this is what needs to happen when you get all these you know people doing podcasts and bloggers and people you mm. know you need to sit back, forget what you saw on YouTube. Listen to someone who saw it. So what I'm going to do is shut up. And I just hope people, I hope people of a younger generation does this. Shut up and listen to people who saw it with their eyes talk. Okay. So I didn't see Thiesman. I'm thinking it's a Romo comparison. Kevin says Thiesman. I'm going to shut up because I didn't see Thiesman. Everyone else who didn't should do the same and listen to what Kevin who saw Thiesman says. Go ahead, Kevin. The thing about it is I, I'm not comparing him because of the athletic ability. Now, they're both mobile. Uh, uh, you know, neither one of them had the strongest arm in the league, you know. But what they had was that ability to make the guys around them believe in them. That was like you know, I, I've heard our friend Doc Walker say when Thosman got in the huddle, nobody talked but Joe. Joe was, the, without a doubt, the leader of that team. And that's the way Heineke stepped into this thing. He stepped into the biggest spotlight that the team has been in all year long, and he was telling these guys what to do. Here's what we're going to do. He made those guys believe that they belong there. You know, that's and that's why the comparisons to Theismann was the, the leadership. You know, he's going to make killing mistakes because he just doesn't have the game experience. Maybe but, that's the wrong part I'm thinking about. the killing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, there is a, a connection there. <laughs> but what he does is he gives these guys a chance of I don't know if you remember when Captain Kirk blew up the Enterprise. He had to blow up the Enterprise because the Klingons were going to take over and get the Genesis uh-huh. project. And uh, uh, I do. Remember and then that. It's, so they stand in their bones and. And uh, the the new Spock and like new Coke, the new Spock and Kirk standing there, and he uh-huh. said, "Bones, what have I done?" And he said, "Bones said, 
You've done what you always do. You've turned death into a fighting chance to live. And I said, <laughs> that's what it is. You can turn defeat right. into a fighting mm-hmm. chance to win. Mm-hmm. And that's what Heineke is bringing to this team. And it goes back to what you said about the quarterback move they made earlier to, to bring in Fitzpatrick. And you mm-hmm. wonder why. If they right. had recognized <laughs> the leadership they had here, they could have invested draft capital in a – in a second, third, fourth round quarterback, let him develop, let mm-hmm. Heineke lead the team, have a stable backup, and, mm-hmm. then, and then there you go, because these guys will play for him. And, right, right. If we and, by the way, the- and by the way, that's a good plan. If, if, if Suppose, you, you know, you didn't go out and you, you bring in a quarterback or whatever, who, you know, I love Teddy Bridgewater, but, you know, I would have loved having Teddy Bridgewater in as he's going to start We'll keep Heineke as a backup. So we, we saw what he did last year, but we still want to develop some things, um, you know, and cool. Or And then we're going to draft someone in the third or fourth round and try to bring somebody. Fine. Or the opposite, exactly what you said. Heineke is going to start. We're going to draft a guy to develop just in case this thing doesn't kind of work out. And we have a veteran backup. You could have, whether, whether, whether you wanted it to be, um, Gosh, I even forget the kid's name who's on the team now. Who was the star? Oh, Allen. Uh, Kyle so, Allen, yeah. Yeah, so you got Kyle Allen. He's going to be a guy. He's going to be the backup, you know, uh, uh, or even bring somebody else in and let Kyle Allen go bring in an Andy Dalton. Whatever you want to do, as long as there was a plan that was clear and you knew, you know, where, where direction you were going. But, the, but again, the whole Fitzpatrick thing was like, wait, what? And so now what is the plan? You know, I, I 100% agree. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can I just- no, no, but that, you know, that you're, you're exactly right. So, you know, apparently I'm, I'm seeing things that the people who get paid to see these things <laughs> haven't seen yet. So, so that's why I, I, I look at him and, and see that, that fiery competitor. When he threw that last touchdown pass and looked at the sideline and thumped his chest. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. No, but I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's one thing if he stood in the pocket, maybe even rolled out a little bit. Oh, wait, do you, do you mean the touchdown pass uh, the, to uh, McKissick or the... Yeah, to, to, to McKissick. Okay. But because, well, he, he celebrated right the other right one too, here. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the McKissick one, after, because he rolled left and went back across the field. I don't know if that was designed. We used to run that play mm-hmm. in flag football in the Army, right? You know, we roll left, <laughs> then throw to the uncovered man. And mm-hmm. he went throwing a, a, against his body, mm-hmm. throwing back across the field. And <laughs> it was a perfect pass. And he right. looked at the right. sideline, thumping his chest like, you know, I'm the man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can do this. And and you got to you gotta love playing with a guy like that. And that, that you know, who would have thought? That four months ago, with this highly talented defense, with mm-hmm. with 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 the uh, riverboat run, with, with 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 the new culture, who would have thought that a guy a year ago who was taking grad classes would be the face of this franchise, man? And right, that's what right, it is. We right. wouldn't be two and two right now if it wasn't for Taylor Heineke. Period. No, one hundred percent. No, you know it would be zero and four to be honest with you. And and, that's and, right. and, his, and his, yeah, well, and see, and that's where I also draw back to these Romo comparisons because as much as Romo was hated by certain Cowboys fans, there wasn't a person who would deny that the fact that the only reason they even won the games that they won during the time he was there was because he was there because the defense, I mean, as bad as they were last year, was 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 worth was was bad in in, in those days, and they didn't have a lot of weapons. 
um, back then when he was playing. And the reason they won was, but then there were also some games where the reason they lost was because of him. But, you know, it's like you, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, I guess. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, you're a hundred percent right. So when you talk about the touchdown pass, I alluded to the one, the kind of the the throw up and and, and hope he catches it to um, McLaurin. Um, What what was his celebration was a little different. Like he just, he stared over at the sideline while he's on his back. Like, so he, he rolls back. All this pressure, he just throws it up. I mean, he just throws it up, and he gets hit. And, and then, you know, uh, McLaurin makes the play that you know he's capable of making, right. right? If you just give him a chance to do it, he can beat DBs on something like that on, on a toss-up. And he beats the DB on a toss-up. Heineke looks over at the sidelines while he's on his back and stares like, yeah, I'm the man. I just did that. <laughs> As if it wasn't like – and by the way, to win in this league, you need to be good and you need luck. And that was luck. I mean, that was that, which is fine, which is fine. It happens all the time. But he, right. looked, but but to have the confidence to call luck skill is something you gotta that's, love in a guy. That's right. But that's something that's that right. you know is lucky. And he's like, nope, yeah. I did that. No I luck did that. <laughs> you like that? Well, I did. I that. did that. <laughs> yeah. man, Take that, Corona. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, much. I say, there's a side note. A side note. You know, they got the thing with the beer and the the bud the bud. Uh, uh, was butter key light or whatever, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Heineken wouldn't sign them. I thought the ideal move would be for Corona to sign them because, oh. you know, <laughs> Corona, right. uh, you know, because, you know, the, the, the ad could be something like, you know, him at the bar and uh, somebody said, you want a Heineken? No, uh, I drink Corona. <laughs> you know well, yeah. that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That would be I mean, my move. Yeah. 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 Or Dos Equis. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you want a beer after the game? You want a Heineken, a Heineken after the game? It's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't always drink beer, but when I yeah. do, I drink Dos Equis. I mean, like, <laughs> right. get Something. creative, people. Like, yeah. Why yeah someone's marketing team doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Buttercy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, All right. Let's go. I had to throw that in there before I forgot. So much. They, 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 need, they need to reach out to us. And pay us millions of dollars to. to be, you know, marketing geniuses, and we'd have all this stuff out there, Men and it would be the to. greatest thing since since the frogs and the bud, right? Yeah. But it'll be the best thing since then. Been a while, uh, been a while. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, it's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, fifteen hundred AM, coming to you on the radio every day after the game. Anytime you want to hear the show, you can always listen to it on on all your fine podcast platforms. Uh, coming up next, Kevin and I are going to put a bow on this game. Uh, we're going to talk about the next game coming up against the Saints. Um, and uh, and we're also going to have some uh, 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 birthday talk. Kevin's got a family member who's got a birthday coming up. And uh, there's some special things going on for a special young lady there. So that's coming up on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network and anywhere where you get your fine podcasts. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other people think? 
Millions who live and are affected by obesity face weight bias every day. You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right. And I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. Go to StopWeightBias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. It's a show after a victory here on the Federal Football Report. The Washington football team goes two and two. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. The team up next for this uh, Washington football team beatdown is the New Orleans Saints uh, coming to town. And, Kevin, here's a team that we just can't seem to figure out who they are. I mean, they come out week one. They beat up on the Packers, surprisingly. And then, you know, they, 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 the next week they, they drop a game uh, unexpectedly, and then they win again, and then they lose the Giants. And you're just thinking – well, who who are the Saints? Who are the Saints, and what are you expecting next week? Well, I'm I'm um, not not panicking. I, I do know that one thing that that we will have problems with is is an experienced coach, and Sean Payton knows much like uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, he made a couple of mistakes, but they know the game of football basically. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, until this defense gets better at disguising and executing what they do. I, I expect to see a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara. He's not hurt or anything, is he? Uh, you know, I don't think so, no. I don't think, yeah, I expect to see a, a heavy dose because, because like I said, the, the, the Falcons opened up the game with an eight-minute drive today, and if they had mm-hmm. maintained that ball control philosophy, uh, but imagine saying you want to keep the ball out of Heineke's hand. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, what, what world That's am I in? That's the game plan. That's the game But, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm – uh, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking for some improvement in the secondary. That that's you know I, I was bringing it up with with my neighbor talking about the the pass interference calls on the secondary. <laughs> Why do they do that? They they know if if you if you uh, get flagged for pass interference, they get the ball at the spot of the infraction. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just let them catch the ball then then try to do something? Don't. <laughs> you know, ah, pass right. interference mm-hmm. is a, is a, is a giveaway. Just mm-hmm. just you know, fight, do something. That's right. to me. That's that's, that's coaching. <laughs> that's coaching. You know, right. I have seen like guys in the past. Like if a guy gets past you, tackle him. Don't don't uh, let him have a wide open pass, which happens quite often to this football team. When guys are open, so often they are just wide open. Wide. I mean, like, well, like today, yards. I mean, Patterson Papers was wide open on that. Wide uh, open. First touchdown, maybe second touchdown. Yeah, wide open. Like, how in the world did this happen? How do you get that wide open? It's just, you know, <laughs> that's you. That's your man. Don't let him, right. you know. When I was coaching kids, uh, football, flag football, I was coaching the defense, and I didn't realize, because I would say, just out of habit, don't let the man get behind you. Mm-hmm. And what, what they were hearing is, don't let him get behind you, so don't turn your back on him. You know what I mean? Right. So, because if you turn your back, he's behind you. So mm-hmm. they just kept backpedaling. The whole time. <laughs> so maybe that's it. The defense needs a translator or something, right? But getting back to your original, we got to see some improvement in the defense. We got, I know uh, my boy St. Juicy had a concussion. Now, you know, we, mm-hmm. we critique his, we don't know this man as an individual. We don't want to see anybody get hurt. Get hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
but as of you know before his injury, he was giving me a lot of material on Twitter. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I will, you know, I, let me give, repeat some of the things I've uh, written. I said, uh, here's one: uh, Ben Juicy couldn't cover my motorcycle with my motorcycle cover. No, <laughs> 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 here's another one: Ben, ben Juicy <laughs> couldn't cover a book with a book cover. <laughs> And That's me, and yet, Kevin. That's he had me. Yet to prove, he had yet to prove me wrong. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. If he wasn't hurt, I was ready to, to drop. Uh, ben Juicy couldn't cover a Rolling Stones tune with a Rolling Stones cover band. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but that was prior to the injury. So mm-hmm. you know that you know I, I you know I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I hope he takes it all as good, clean fun. If he mm-hmm. you know if he listens to the show, which you know I'm not surprised if he does. Right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, well, so one yeah. thing I need to see next week with this team is, you know, again, and, and I wonder how many weeks we're going to say this. It would be great to see the front four play like the front four we thought they were, you know, at the end of last year coming into this season. Um, I, I, I just don't see it. You know, maybe it's maybe, you know, even with uh, Chase Young, maybe it's the sophomore jinx. Maybe it's you know, teams are fi- figuring out how to play him. I will say this. I'm not too hard on Chase Young because, I mean, at this point right now, I feel like he's getting a lot of attention and it, it's freeing up sweat. And so maybe some of the other guys that's got to kind of kind of got to get some things going. We talked a little bit about um, about the linebackers, you know, in the, in the previous week. And, and, and I mean, you know, it, it's one thing to say, okay, may, they're not quite the front four that the Giants had in those Super Bowl runs with Eli at quarterback. Of course, they're not that. And so maybe it's time to just say, you know what, as good as they are, there's as much potential as they have. They just need a little bit of time to mature. And so that's one thing. So I, I want to see that. But you know what I really want to see? I really want to see the offense kind of let Heineke cut loose early in the game. Let's get some waggles in there. Let's let them roll out a little bit. Let's free will it a little earlier in the game instead of waiting until you're down 10 points or whatever in the second half. Let's get it going early. You know, that would be easier to do if, if you had the ball instead of deferring it to the other <laughs> team. <laughs> That's a good point. That would be easier to do. You could be like waggle and play action, bootleg and draw. You can do all that stuff uh, with the ball. <laughs> you right, can't right, do right, it right, right. if you, you give it you the other team. The <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like Sam Huff used to say, you can't score without the what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So all that's possible. All all of it was is within the realm of possibility if they just get to basics. And and and, and, and football is just not, not that complicated. It, it really mm-hmm. is. You hit the guy with the ball. And you catch the ball. You don't let the ball hit the ground. You know, you block for your guy, you tackle their guy. You know, it's really not right. that complicated. So if they get back to the basics, and you got to love it, man, because it's a game. Heineke loves this game. <laughs> it's just so obvious yeah, yeah. watching this kid play. He loves this game. And and if we can just get the rest of the guys to, to love. And it, it's, it's two aspects of this, too. Um, there's winning, loving to win. And hating to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc mm-hmm. used to say that, that Joe Gibbs used to make them think that losing a football game was the absolute worst thing that could happen to a human being. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wasn't against them personally. Mm-hmm. It's just that losing was just so horrible that you're letting down the people of DC. And I can't imagine a worse thing than losing. And these guys are exchanging jerseys after the game and stuff, you know. So yeah, yeah, like got, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's a matter of 
attitude and, and each player got to got to take it upon themselves. Like, you know, Hey, we are not going to go down like chumps period. I know I'm not, <laughs> you know, and once they start doing that and then realizing how, how the ne- the guy next to him is playing and mm-hmm. seeing that it's contagious. Heineke is contagious on that offense. He is. Right. He is. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they love this guy. And I saw that from the playoff game. They, oh, yeah, they, it was they, obvious. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they love this guy, and they will mm-hmm. play for this guy. So we just need them to be put in a position where he can be successful. Exactly, 100%. Before we take our second break, I want to do a quick addition. And by quick, I mean, you know, it's always quick because it's just three quick statements. But I want to do addition of America's Favorite segment. We're talking about fake news or not. It's time for fake news. Or not. Yeah, I've got three quick statements. Kevin let me, lets me know whether it's fake news or not. One of the, well, not only one of the, but probably the best thing that came out of the Trump administration is this segment here on the show, <laughs> fake, fake news or not. I mean, because we started talking about fake news and stuff like that. But before I get to that segment, as we're recording this, I'm watching the um, the pregame coverage of the uh, uh, Sunday night game, the uh, Tampa Bay uh, P- uh, Patriots game. Tariko is on set. They're there in Foxborough. He's on set with uh, the Dungy, and I think that's Marvin Harrison, whoever. No, it's Drew Brees with Brees, Harrison, because they don't have them up right now. But uh, yeah, it was Harrison. It was it was Brees, uh, Dungy, and Tariko. Tariko <laughs> has an umbrella, but Brees and, and Dungy, they don't. And I wonder, what is it raining on everybody or just Tariqa? Anyway, I mean, it's weird. He's sitting there. He's sitting there at the desk on set. He has an umbrella over his head. The other two guys don't. Uh, you know, who knows? Anyway, you know, um, let me tell you a quick Tariqa story. Back when we were doing the corn, I was doing the Kornheiser show, uh, uh-huh. working at ESPN Radio. Uh, Tariqa sat in for Tony one day. Tony had to do some Tariqa sat in, and I didn't know. You know, I didn't know Tariqa. Never met him. You know, didn't know he listened to the show. And he started the show. He was talking. Then he made a joke about me. And it caught me so off guard. <laughs> Typically, I have a quick comeback for people. I'm ready. That's why I'm around. But it caught me so off guard that I couldn't. And I've been, like, trying to get Tariqa back for 20 years. <laughs> just to do a quick. Just to do a yeah. quick. So, so, Mike, if, 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 if you're listening, Mike, I got something for you. Okay. We should, tweet Tariqa. Quick. We, should tweet, we should tweet Tariqa. <laughs> Hey, that's funny. We should tweet him. 20 years. Okay. Show just All right, so I'm ready. Get this uh, quick comeback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it's time for fake news or not. Statement number one, Kevin, is that we may have we may have had questions about this after week one. But after the last three weeks, it's clear this is Heineke's team. He's the starting quarterback no matter when Fitzpatrick gets healthy. Fake news or not. That's news. That that's news as far as I'm concerned because mm-hmm. I don't know what else they want this kid to do. What mm-hmm. else could he possibly do? It goes from the point where you don't want your backup to to uh to lose a game, but you know, it, it, this kid has shown me that he has a shot of of winning a game. It's mm-hmm. like he knows the offense and they would call the right plays at the right time. He knows where to go with the ball and he knows when to just give it a shot. <laughs> you know, guys, you know, it took some effort. I saw, uh, we know that Teddy Bridgewater went out with a concussion today. So the Broncos are playing Drew Locke and they hadn't scored a point in 30 minutes. <laughs> it was the last time I checked, not one point. And the announcers mentioned that, but there was one pass that was, uh, <laughs> That was overthrown or underthrown. The receiver didn't even turn around and look for it. Mm-hmm. And when the receiver was walking back to the first of all, he was walking. Mm-hmm. And just that look of dejection on, mm-hmm. the, on his body language, right, that, that shows you that there's something there that this receiver didn't 
like think there was much hope in this situation, right? But right. with Heineke, you know, with Heineke, if they don't see that this kid gives you a shot to win, then, then, then we got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> right? You know, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's news. Well, and it's like you said before about the whole Heineke thing. You know, it's like even if you were to choose Heineke, you're looking at Heineke and Fitzpatrick. We know what Fitzpatrick is. And last I checked, he ain't winning any Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you're getting. He's it, – it, and we'll get off of this. But you bring Fitzpatrick <laughs> in. What you say is we're bringing him in, and he's going to back up Heineke because we know what he is. We know what he can do. He's a, he's a good player in this league, and we feel like if we had him on, this, on the bench – it doesn't matter what happens to Heineke. If he's if Heineke turns out to be a great quarterback, perfect. We got a quarterback. If he turns out to be uh, just okay, we, we've got a guy we can go to who we know what he is. And if he gets hurt, we know what we've got in. You know, if he exactly. busts, we know what we got exactly. at Fitzpatrick. That's going to hold us through for this season. But to bring him in, it's going to be a competition where Fitzpatrick's going to start. That's ridiculous. So anyway, now I'm right with you. This <laughs> is definitely it's definitely news. Statement number two at two and two. After four games, the Washington football team is right on track with projections or with where they should be, fake news or not. I think that record-wise, that is news. If Mm -hmm. that's the way it's being presented to them, uh, that's news. If that's the way you you give the, the fan base a straw to grasp at, that that's news. But if if but if anybody thinks that this team is where it needs to be right now, they, that's way fake news. But yeah. but as as you presented it, that's news. They're 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 just a, a game behind Dallas, uh, with the meat of the schedule coming up uh, towards the end, right? You know, and the way the league does it now, uh, that the majority of your division games are toward the end of the season. So most of the, all the games are meaningful in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, they're in a good spot right now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. from the from the the parameters you set when you asked the question, <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> that well, is news. But that's the perfect answer to that question because, yes, on paper, to say two and two, 100%, that's fine. But it's the way that they won the, the two games that would give you concern, like you talked about in the first segment. Um, now, but, but, I, but, but, I, but I'll also add this as a caveat that, that sometimes in the league, what you need to do is kind of just be around. Don't take yourself out of the, the division picture um, and, and even the playoff picture. Uh, too early because you do have the opportunity of figuring things out. This is the same way the team played last year where early in the season, it's like, well, the, co- the coaches are even trying to win any games. And so, you know, mm-hmm. what, what chance do we have? But the division was so no one ran away with it after six weeks, seven weeks. It's like, wait a minute, there's a chance that this team could win the division. And so I think that, that two and two, the, despite the ugly losses being two and two after four is right on track. And you should feel good at the fact that, you know, that two and two hasn't taken them out because let's be honest, whether you look at who thought that at this point in the season, the offense would be further along than the defense. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, but, but that's the case, but if you figure that there's some, at some point, it seems as if this, this defense, at least, I mean, cause the talent is there that they'll figure things out. Right. And so, and so they're not out of anything just yet. And so I, I think that that, that, that's some glimmer of hope there when it comes to uh, whether or not that, uh, you know, we should uh, feel fine with them being on track mm. uh, with where they are. So uh, statement number three, and I made mention to it in this last, um, in this last statement that right now, unexpectedly, the offense is further along than the defense. That will not be the case. Once we're halfway through the season, after the next four games, we will not say any longer that the offense is ahead of the defense. 
fake news or not. That's um, that's fake news. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's fake news because I haven't seen any indication that the defense is going to get any better. I, mm-hmm. I saw. I saw them changing some technique. Uh, the sack that that Sweat got was a was a it was a good stunt because it was a it was it was a um, what usually the stunts they've been doing was uh, so like outside in, but mm-hmm. this 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 stunt was was inside out where uh, Payne and Allen went to the the outside of the tackles and they, and they sort of squeezed everybody in. And um, that was that was a good uh, technique on that. And they 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 weren't they made contact before they did anything. Still, and, and Matt Ryan, you know, hey, Matt Ryan would have won a Super Bowl if it wasn't for uh, Kyle Shanahan. But right. um, you know, <laughs> he, he knows where to go to uh, go to with the ball. He can read the defense. He had a lot of drops, key drops, mm-hmm. uh, guys stepping out of bounds in key places. Right. So they're still not terrorizing people like like a top. 10 top 10 that's a lot for the nfl yeah. if you say mm-hmm. you know not they don't even mention top five but uh top 10 they're not they're not forcing teams to account for them they're not chase young isn't getting double team all the time mm-hmm. neither are the big right. boys up front and too often guys are 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 as they did in the first drive they're getting five six seven yards a run on these guys so it's not just the pass rush pressure it's playing the defensive line position period so I have not seen anything that indicates they're going to get any better. Uh, the mm-hmm. only, sometimes, as much like this quarterback situation, sometimes a guy will get to play as a result of injury that normally wouldn't play, and you see something happen that didn't happen before. And you look at the – I see the strangest substitution patterns on key downs. Look how often these guys are giving up third and long, and you look at Chase Young and, and, and Montez Sweat are standing on the sideline. Right. I, I don't yeah. understand the substitution pattern at all. And unless something drastic happens, like you drive off the freeway and get the gas because the little light's blinking, <laughs> I, I don't see a change. Uh, conversely, the offense is only going to get better because they know what can work. And, and as teams, they could build off that. A good offensive coordinator will build off his success, incorporate new things into that, maybe – Maybe they'll stop doing this fake jet sweep thing. That right. <laughs> that's the first thing somebody tweeted last week. What's what's uh, Curtis Samuel's role going to be? And I said they're going to fake jet sweep him. We know that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody think they're Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, yeah. who killed me today in fantasy. Tyreek Hill got a, a good day for average receiver. Is like a, a great day. It's twenty nine points. Tyreek Hill got forty nine points in fantasy Ooh. against me today. So I, I'm not Ooh. even looking at the score. So now, that's a long winded answer. Uh, no, that's that's uh, no, that's fake news, man. This defense got to show me something. Quick. All right, ladies, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, there you, have, there you have it. Another edition of Fake News and Out. When we come back on the other side, we're done talking about football. We're going to talk a little family stuff and some uh, Halloween horror movie stuff coming up on the Federal Football <laughs> The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, There's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future. 
who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Moving right along on the Federal Football Report, 1500 a.m. the day after the games. Anytime, anywhere, any place, however long or whatever you want to listen to the show on your favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah, I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt. Mm-hmm. I meant to do this at the beginning of the show, but now I'm going to do it because we'll start talking. I won't get it in. We need to give a shout out to Jimmy Argros, right? Because he's sure. the one Yeah, at, at, at the Federal News Radio, right? But, you know, big fan of the show, right? And, <laughs> and tremendous Atlanta, uh, Georgia sports fan. Oh, period. that's right. Huge yeah, yeah, Georgia yeah. sports fan. Now, now we should have had Jimmy on tonight. We should have. We know that he, mm-hmm. he was probably, you know, uh, mourning the, <laughs> the <Right>. loss. Of... <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, either mourning that loss or, 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 or maybe celebrating the Georgia Bulldogs big win this weekend over Arkansas. I mean, Jimmy loves them Bulldogs, boy. I mean, yeah. I remember back in the day, and it might have been before he before his kids, he would drive down all the time to Georgia just to catch, you know, to the home games. He would drive, yeah, he'd yeah, drive yeah. down on a Friday night or early Saturday morning. He'd sleep in the parking lot or, or in a trailer or something with his buddies when they would tailgate. And then he'd get up, watch the game, and then drive all the way back. That's dedication, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and thanks no, to Jay for putting yeah, this show on the air. Yeah, yeah, and the Braves just won the division, I believe, right? The, the Braves won the NL East, I believe. So Not a bad um, time yeah. to be Jimmy. Yeah, except for this one game. So we should have had Jimmy right. on to talk about it. But maybe we'll just catch up to Jimmy. Jimmy, we love you. We appreciate everything Absolutely. you do. Who actually puts the show on the radio for us, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, we appreciate that, Jimmy. You can put it on Tuesday night, too, if nobody's looking. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're one of 1500's best. Uh, they, That's they, right. Absolutely. best. Jimmy Argros. And so we've got a lot coming up. Let's talk a little bit about uh, something special coming up with you, Kevin, and, and, and a particular family member. Yes, yes, yes. Well, a couple of family members. Uh, The Mm -hmm. first one is uh, Blair, my uh, 40-year-old granddaughter, who this week will be (laughs) my five-year-old granddaughter, right, celebrating her birthday on October 7th, Mm -hmm. and and the first grandchild in in, in my family, Mm -hmm. and... Is she and spoiled rotten, Kevin? I wouldn't say rotten, but she mm-hmm. enjoys the finer things in life. <laughs> <laughs> and two of the finer things in life she enjoyed this week was her dad arranged a um, a, a party at this place in Laurel. This uh, it's, it's a trampoline park. Oh yeah, it's of like I'm familiar with those places. Yeah, it's like a, a, a wild man's uh, Chuck E. Cheese. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> they got kids swinging from the ceiling, going around and stuff, right? And she was just having the time of her life. I will nice. say that that I had to drive there during the game, but I had a, a pleasure of listening to our friends, uh, Bram Weinstein, Julie mm-hmm. Donaldson, and mm-hmm. an amazing, amazing uh, call by D'Angelo Hall. He has gotten mm-hmm. really, really good at this. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I encourage you, if you haven't uh, had the time to listen to a radio broadcast, just go out to your car doing one of the games, because I listen with the sound down anyway, because the guy's <laughs> calling the game. Mark Sanchez, for God's sake, man. Okay. Yeah. So, just, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't like to bash guys, but this yeah, bash them. Oh, right. bad. you could tell this wasn't the marquee game. I'll put it down. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, listen to, De- to D'Angelo, listen to Bram, listen to Julie. It, it was a great experience. So anyway, uh, that was one of the, the celebrations for her birthday. 
But it was the precursor because this week her mom and her grandmom, uh, Mrs. Kevin, uh, mm -hmm. the lovely Maria Stanfield, <laughs> they're taking Blair on uh, the Disney cruise. Ooh, uh, that's fancy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's fancy. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're extremely COVID cautious. You got to bring mm -hmm. a test. You got to take a test. You got to wear a mask. You got to show proof of uh, vac vaccination and all that. Mm -hmm. So we're, mm -hmm. we're confident and comfortable with it. But as you were telling me, having experienced the Disney cruise, Cruise. This ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, so I have an um, real quick. I have an umbrella update. Looks like Breeze and Dungey now have umbrellas. Everyone okay, has an right. umbrella now. Okay, right. And so it looks so well. Yeah, when my son Manny, uh, who is now eight, he turns five October thirtieth, and I mean he turns nine October thirtieth. But when he turned five, we took him on a Disney cruise, mm. top notch. Man, we had so much fun. And Disney knows how to do a thing. Everything, listen, everything starts on time. You have a great time. It, it, it fulfills every expectation. And when things are over, it's over. I mean, they just they just did it top notch. Now, here's one of the things we, oh, I just knew at this moment, Disney was top notch. So when we get there and you go on the cruise, the crew members are, you know, they call out your name and here comes the Jennings family and people, you know, the crew's clapping as you walk onto yeah, the boat yeah. and stuff like that. Man, he loves a show like that. And so he, yeah, yeah. you know, he's five. He, he kind of sneaks his way over to the crew that's welcoming people people right and of course he's four at this time because his birthday's coming up but he sneaks over to the crew and as their welcoming family he's in line with the crew clapping and shouting wow. when families come through like he's working there <laughs> do you not know that and so afterwards they're laughing with some of the crew members who were near him was like yeah it's his birthday we're here for whatever whatever and so we get up the next morning we go do a whole day list of activities and then we get back to the room it's probably around 11 o'clock at night or something sitting there on his bed is a box and a card that says Thank you, Claude, for becoming a part of the um, employees here. You did such a great job welcoming families last night that that we want to uh, uh, hire you as an as an official employee of the Disney uh, thing. Yeah, and they gave him an employee badge. And I'm like, <laughs> but 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 the, the thought to do that and to go the extra yes. mile and to make that special, it was like these people know what they're doing. Okay, yeah, here's the absolutely. thing: they know what they're doing. They're going to and they're going to do it big. You're going to pay for it, but <laughs> yes. but they do it. You pay yes. for it, but they do it. Yeah, well, one thing that we looked in advance to see what we can do for her, like what could we purchase in advance for her, they have for, for the little girls, or I guess in this day and age, little boy, if he's really pressed, uh, the, <laughs> the princess, uh, they call it the Bippity-Boppity-Boutique. And what Ooh, they do, yeah, they give... Months, right? Uh, well, I don't know who. Well, Bibby Bobby Boop was the was the fairy godmother. Oh, right, right. But they yeah, give yeah. the girls a princess makeover. So we, we made the appointment. It's hard to book. And thankfully, my wife and I were just sitting there one night. We said, I wonder what we can do. Because we got one of the last appointments for. Her. And what they do is because it's her birthday, they'll take her, they'll give her a princess makeover, do her hair, do her makeup, give her the gown and all that, and put give her the sash and something to let the world know this is her birthday. And she can spend the rest of the day as a princess, a real wow. princess. So we're, we're really looking forward to that. And, uh, and uh, to wrap this up, uh, not only is it Mandy's birthday in October, not only is it Blair's birthday in October, it's my birthday in October. There you go. So, there matter you go, of fact, family. We if you might want to shoot us a, 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 a at Claude J Radio, a, a, twi a, a, a Twitter thing, uh, at Claude J Radio or at Stanfield Kevin, if you want to co-host the show after the Chiefs game, because I'll be in the air headed to Vegas. You're going <laughs> to Vegas for your birthday. Yeah, I have, and this is good, we had to wrap the show up. I yeah. have a cousin who who was literally born literally in the same emergency room as I was at the same time. 
literally. Wow. Okay. As a matter of fact, um, we, uh, our families lived around the corner from each other. My father was working at night, and the story goes, my mother's brother had to take his wife to the emergency room. And once he got there, he called back and had to come back home and get my mother take her to the same emergency room. Because back in those days, only had one car per family. My father had driven to work. So we were literally <laughs> born an hour apart. And we have never celebrated our birthday together. Getting out of here. No, so it's we said we're doing this it. Year. It's going it's down. Going down. We, we, we're booking at a cabana. <laughs> and we go to that France and said we're going to have horse drivers, whatever they call those things when they bring you the horse divers. Horse divers. Yeah. And make sure whatever you're drinking, as long as you put your pinky up and look fancy. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Asking people for great poupons. So we're going to do that. Yeah. So that uh, the weekend of the of the week of the 17th, we're going to, we're just going to go. The birthday is the 19th. Uh, we're going to go on the 17th. First night you go to Vegas, always sleep. I made a mistake of not sleeping the first night. The mm-hmm. first time we went there, went to a circus this old day show and fell asleep. <laughs> oh, it was it was ten o'clock Vegas time, not knowing it was two o'clock in the morning this time. Right. Right. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I, I, uh, yeah, but, but you know what? I'll I'll cut out something else. We got to know. I looked on Twitter and I saw a picture of you, Manny, and Brian Mitchell standing together. <laughs> you got to talk about this. I can't yeah. let this go. Yeah. So so the, um, I was asked to host a five k for the Salvation Army in Fairfax County. And of course I said, yeah, apparently one of the people on their boards uh, was at a, a a gala for a human. Uh, well, it's not a human trafficking organization for an anti-human trafficking <laughs> anti, organization. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, people yeah. mix that up all the time. That's exactly. Cool, right? For an anti-human trafficking organization that I, I hosted a gala for. And she loved it. And she, and, and she reached out to me uh, via email through one of the radio stations I work for and said, Hey, you know, I saw Claude do the thing. So anyway, can we get them at, at ours? So, you know, I said, absolutely, I'll do it. Brought the family down so they could run it too. And I've never ran a 5K. And even as we speak, my legs are <laughs> on fire. My back is, it's just, I feel like Tyson, my back is broken and it's definitely spinal. Uh, and so, and so anyway, um, yeah, she asked me to do it. And then we had a, we had a conference call and they said, yeah, Claude, you know, here's what you're going to do. You're going to introduce this to that, blah, 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 blah. And then introduce uh, Brian Mitchell, who's going to say, wait, wait, what do you mean Brian Mitchell? He's like, I said, from the Washington Redskins. He's like, yeah, it's like, should be in the Hall of Fame, Brian Mitchell. I mean, second right, right, most right, yards from right. scrimmage, like, total yard. Like, yes, like, ah, okay, this should be fun. So, yeah, it was there, and, and B. Mitch was there. He brought some folks with him, and, you know, we talked a little bit, took some pictures, and it was he really, I mean, great guy. I never met him, you know what I mean? Um, but he, but he's definitely one of those guys that you can't help but like more after you meet him, if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, we had a good time, took plenty of pictures, and, you know, th- that's just what we do here on the Federal Football Report. We grace the same stages as, you know, professional yeah, athletes right. or celebrities. This is what we do. It's normal for us, right? Because we're of the people. We're of the people. And they're people, too, right? We're of the people. And you know what? The people, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're a people, too. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. There you go, folks. And if you are a people, be sure to tune in when we do the people show next week after what might be a uh, man, a two-game win streak for the Washington football team. We'll see. It's the Federal Football Report, folks. <laughs> 